When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I've re-edited this video a little bit and added some stuff to it, but I also want to mention the new launch of my third channel. That is all the Star Wars comics that I've made and quote-unquote brought to life on this channel. So don't worry, I'll still be uploading comics to this channel. However, that one is solely for your navigational ease of use and for added playlists. So without further ado, enjoy this video. Obi-Wan was alone on Tatooine for a lot of years, about 20 to be exact. So what was he doing all this time? In this video, I'm going to take some snippets from the canon comics, as well as pieces from a certain point of view. So hopefully you'll enjoy. After Revenge of the Sith, we know Obi-Wan took Luke to Tatooine to live with Owen and Beru. And then almost 20 years later, he officially met Luke Skywalker, the last hope in the galaxy. Hello there. What was he doing all this time? Now it is rumored that there will be an Obi-Wan anthology film, but if it were to happen, it wouldn't take place until after the year 2020, following episode 9. So what exactly was Obi-Wan doing during this time gap that we didn't see much of? Well, in the canon Star Wars comics by Marvel, issue 7 and 15 show us exactly what he was up to for the majority of this time. After leaving Luke with his extended family, he wandered the sands and walked through the cities, gathering as much information as he could about his new home planet. He would see fights break out in the streets and fought every inclination to stop it in fear of exposing himself as a Jedi. Finding somewhere not too far, but also not too close to the moisture farm, his home was an abandoned hut that he eventually found in the Dune Sea. He spent the majority of his time wandering the desert, contemplating what he would do with his new life until Luke was ready. He didn't have much money left other than the Republic's credits, which were now outdated, although still accepted in most places on Tatooine, regardless of the Empire's constant evolution. Meeting a clan of Jawas, he saw they had been victims of several raids from the Sand People. Offering his protection in return for their supplies and goods, he made a deal to keep them safe. Fighting Tuscans late into the night, he refrained from using his lightsaber to stay in shape and keep fit. Eventually becoming friends with the Jawas, he had them give a young Luke Skywalker some parts to fix up an abandoned ship, because Obi-Wan had a feeling that when the time was right, and Luke was old enough to fulfill his destiny, he would need to know how to fly. He would spy on Luke daily, protecting him. When Owen found out that it was Obi-Wan who indirectly gave Luke the parts, he showed up at Old Ben's door to return them and tell him to leave them alone, that he had already murdered enough Skywalkers and that he wasn't allowed to warp Luke's mind, just like he did his father's. He would see gang members sent from the Hut clan who ruled Tatooine to terrorize homes, charging them for a water tax in times of drought. And when Owen was late to pay, if he ever did, they would threaten to kill him and his family. Obi-Wan knew exposing himself to anyone especially the Huts, was a bad idea. But he was ordered by Yoda to keep the boy safe, which is exactly what he would do. Intervening many times in their plans to kill the Lars household, keeping them safe from the bandits, Obi-Wan kept a low profile until one night, Luke was wondering when the thugs would come across him in the desert, knocking him to the ground when Obi-Wan stepped in to save Luke. 
this time using more of his Jedi power to take them out. He would always deliver the boy safely to his aunt and uncle, unnoticed. Jabba would have bounties put on his head, however, no one knew who he was, what he looked like, or where to even begin looking. The rest of his days were spent going borderline insane as he would speak to his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, voicing his every thoughts as he had no one or no friend to talk to. He'd say anything from telling Qui-Gon how he thought Anakin was the Chosen One, and that the prophecy could become true if Luke were to become just as powerful, all the way joking about how bad the food was in comparison to what they served at the Jedi Temple. He'd even make corny jokes to himself and smirk. He was losing hope. He hated how much time was being wasted because of Owen's wishes. He wanted to just break free of them and train Luke early, but his Jedi training in the art of patience paid off. It was his little crusades that gave him hope of the Jedi and made him remember who he was during the Clone Wars. The rest of his time was spent watching Luke, protecting Jawas, fighting desert beasts and monsters time to time, talking to Qui-Gon Jinn, and most of all, writing all of his experiences from Yoda's adventures to the schematics on building a lightsaber, so that one day Luke would obtain the journal and learn from it everything Kenobi had to offer. Now, in the canon novel from a certain point of view, which I know some of you have seen my videos covering those pieces, we've seen Obi-Wan actually speak to Qui-Gon, who manifested himself for the first time into his human form through the Force. Among speaking with his master for advice, which I'll link that video down below, he ended up fighting sand people with Uncle Owen at one time, when Luke was a young boy, when they came to ravage the hut and kill Owen's family. It's a story I'd like to cover and have animated, so let me know if that's something you guys want to see as well. Now, what I want for Disney to do is to make this Obi-Wan film, or trilogy of his films, and for us to see all the things Kenobi does in his free time. Mainly, I really want to see his nightmares of Anakin, and perhaps what he does to connect with Qui-Gon Jinn in his darkest hours. Hopefully, we get to see those on film again soon, as well with Vader. Thank you for watching today's episode, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember... The Force will be with you always.